Will you ever unhide the old John Boy content or put it somewhere else? What is he talking about? Oh, really old stuff? What old, what old John Boy content? I don't know. Main, like, before 2017 content, I assume. Stuff I did before, like, it was an audience, it's for an audience? I think so. Um, what is your gut feeling on Wanda Franco? Go look at Talking Baseball. My, my gut feeling is that um, my gut feeling serves no purpose to be shared. And... I, yeah, talking baseball, I did a little, just like, a, it was more not my opinion, but just like, a, here's what's happened so far. I don't think we've had an update. Uh, terrible situation. Hello, welcome to the morning meeting. Building John Boy Media. My name is Jimmy. I uh, got Maddie Messina. Messina. That's I right. I was friends with an Anthony Messina in New Jersey. That's my cousin's name. Not, you guys don't look alike. Um so you're not, it's not the same guy. Welcome to the morning meeting. We have an agenda today of that I was going to pull up and we missed last week because I was sick. My entire family was sick and I get whatever they have two weeks later. Uh, and we had the, and they were sick during floorball shoot, which I was really scared about getting sick because then I would be sick for the floorball shoot. And then the floorball being in the warehouse for three days in a row will give you just a little sickness. You kind of mm-hmm. get like warehouse sick. And so the week afterwards, I took Monday off to help Katie with the kids and to make sure I don't get crazy sick because we had the Savannah Bananas coming to the warehouse Thursday. Tuesday, I came into the office and worked really early and then I left early because I was like, I think I'm getting, I don't know. And then I woke up Wednesday and my, I was really, I had what they had bad. And instead of trying to power through it and be, um, you know, a conquering hero of sickness, I said, why don't I take it easy? So I stayed home. I didn't do morning and I missed talking baseball. And then I worked from the rest of the day on mm-hmm. from home. So I missed morning. I apologize for that. That's why. But I was healthy enough to play uh, in the warehouse against the Bananas on Thursday, which was nice. And that is part of our agenda this week. Yeah. Morning we'll to topics. It. You have... Um, uh, we have Blitzball Blitz meetings coming up. We created a new league that I don't know how much I'm going to dive into for the warehouse. We had the bananas came to the warehouse. Uh, a couple big breakdowns went out. Uh, we have a couple more breakdowns coming out and kind of on those. But we had the Anderson Jose Ramirez fight, which was a huge one that that happened during the floorball weekend, which was a bit of a bummer. Um, Boone episodes and some other topics. And then um, the topic that I brought up, and Rob might have started it before I did the intro, which you could do, Rob, uh, who edits these. I sometimes I like when podcasts start with like before the actual, like a little like yeah, it's up to you, seconds. Rob. It's up to so you. It's, it's up to Rob. Rob, you can start this podcast whenever, whenever you want, because Maddie and I usually talk beforehand, and it's up to you. The Always Sunny podcast, uh, Megan, uh, her name's Megan, right? I think the blonde. From no, Always the one, Sunny. the producer. Uh, I don't know. I've never watched it. Oh, it's good. She like will just like take their twenty minutes of like getting into the studio, sitting down, bantering, and edit it into like mm. two minutes of preamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Rob M, if you want to do that, you're free to do that. And I was saying, did you see the house Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers bought? No, ten million dollar house in Montclair. I live. I don't live in Montclair, but I'm I live on the border of Montclair, and um, I actually don't think it's Montclair House. Wait, you have to Google this. Aaron Rodgers. I drive by these houses all the time, uh, and I knew this one was for sale. And when I used to drive James around, oh, 
when he would like fall asleep, I would go check out these houses. Uh, $9.5 million. So yeah, it's... Um, oh, wow. Did you scroll to where you see the view of the New York City? Yeah. Yeah. That's an area of New Jersey that's right by me. I mean, I don't have... This is not... The houses around. It's way up on the hill by Montclair State. Whoa, look at the two stags at the top. Um, but that view is crazy. It's kind of by Montclair State University. But yeah, I used to drive around uh, this area when I would try to put James to sleep and Katie and I would just be like looking like, what's what's these houses over mm-hmm. here? Um, but that house that he bought is crazy big. Maybe I'll see him at the coffee shops now. Possibly. If money wasn't an, a thing, yeah. would you live in a house like this? Like this is, feels like you can't touch anything. Well, it depends. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm here for two-ish years um, and I have that much money, mm-hmm. sure. Um, if, I, if I'm me, but with a ton of money but, and, have, and have young kids that I want to uh, grow up, no way. You're like isolated. I don't want my... Oh, you're talking to like proximity to neighbors? Yeah, yeah. Like, That's not, I was just saying, it literally just looks like don't touch any of this. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they, he might have different, he probably bought it fully furnished, but you can change it. I don't know. I grew up, I didn't grow up, but eventually Luke grew up and we had a huge house in Newtown because my dad um, and mom you know, climbing the corporate ladder. By the time when they bought the house in Newtown, their philosophy was like, see how much money you can get from the bank for a house and buy the biggest house you can get for that money because we move a lot and you resell it. Now that kind of didn't work because when they were getting out, the market kind of turned to people wanted cozier houses, yeah, not big ones. But yeah, our house in Newtown was kind of crazy big um, by the time they got there in 2009. But then people don't want huge houses. All there's like certain things that I want that a big house will afford for Katie and I, but then I want the location to be sidewalks, mm. walk to neighbor's house, kids can ride their bikes places, yeah, uh, get around town. There were a few questions that came in right in when we started this Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, Tom Ace, when we were talking about my last name, referenced Mike Musina, yeah. and I just need to say. Thank God for Mike Mussina because when I would create a character in 2K, MLB The Show, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and put my last name in, it said, not allowed, contains a curse word because it says ass. Oh. So then I was like, okay, no big deal. Mike Mussina, I'll just use that name. But I mean, thank goodness that I knew that name existed or like could appreciate it because that's just silly. Second thing. Second thing. Is Jimmy's three things going to be a weekly thing? Oh, so for those that don't know, uh, I have done two now, uh, 20 to 25 minute videos on talking baseball Tuesdays, both on Tuesday morning, uh, called Jimmy's three things where, um, it's just kind of three topics Two this, this, it's been two that are in the news and then like Jimmy Lytics esque third topic. I try to do seven minutes per topic. Uh, so it's around 21 minutes and it's just me and screen recording my computer. I like the format a lot. It's similar to this in a way, but I'm screen recording my computer and I just like, oh, op- I have three windows open 
and the, the prep is just the taps. So I don't need to memorize the info. And it, I'm being kind of transparent with the audience. Like I'm just, I, these are four articles I'm piecing together. Uh, reoccurring every single week. I have no idea because of when the postseason starts, talking baseball goes every day and I'm on them for like recapping all the games and all that. So, so like maybe from now until the end of the season, I'll do them. I mean, that's only like six more. Um, I do enjoy that format. Like I enjoyed the original morning format of just kind of like sitting down and rambling. It's sitting down and rambling, but I, it's actually like a super focused version of that, which I think is, is it's a little bit of like, you know, how I've wanted to do talking baseball is I wanted to do like, the burn recaps of all the series. And then just let's talk about like three pertinent, like news topics and stories where we all feed, but there, but those are recap episodes where you're like, people come to hear how teams are doing and, and like um, the ebbs and flows of seasons. And I just don't have time to be in that grind, like in like following 30 teams every day. So I always felt like kind of a farce of like, shit, I like baseball, but this is not how I follow it. Where I think mm-hmm. Jake naturally follows it like that. And this is this is how I follow baseball. Like, I just like all-encompassing stories and finding weird stats. But, like, I'm not going to be able to list you every team starting five. And people get really mad when you can't do that, especially when you're on a show where you're supposed to know everything. So that yeah. was kind of always the tug of war in my brain is like, this is tough for me. I got to study a ton. I don't feel like it's kind of honest content because I don't follow. Like right now, I could not tell you the Brewers five starting pitchers that are currently, I don't know injuries. I know like, you know, who they, their aces and they're good. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, so it's a way to do that, um, which I have enjoyed, but we'll see if time permits. You know, with the Yankees being worse and worse, I'm, I'm, slowly hoping to get to the schedule that I want to be on where I go to sleep super early postseason will, f- will fuck that up and wake yep. up early because, yeah, I, cause I, so. I come in I got in I took the uh, six o'clock train so I got into the office at seven and I recorded that um, at seven and then I did all the post myself and sent it to you guys at like 8 30 mm-hmm. but yeah it's, a, it's like a fully because it's something new and I'm just doing for myself so like I'm not burdening anyone else with the research the recording the post-production i guess all you guys just are publishing it and making thumbnails and stuff yeah. i have enjoyed it i can't promise it's going to stay because it's probably on the first thing to get bumped list and also i recorded five breakdowns monday which allotted me the mental ability to be like yes i have time to do this i just did five breakdowns mm-hmm. yesterday on monday so i could do this tuesday and then we had a lot of meetings yesterday and we have a lot of meetings and recordings today. So I got to get another breakdown done in cracks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yep. Long-winded answer. Another um, kind of mindless, like just you sitting down and going was with Peter. 
when he visited the office last week, you guys did Savant session, which was, yeah. that's like new slash series maybe that everybody will get to see soon. So that's exciting. Yeah. Moylan came in cause he was in town and um, he came in on a Friday and the offices are pretty dead on Fridays, which is a, I think Jake and I want to change that a little bit. I'm going to start trying to come in, um, especially if we have guests coming. Trev was in on a Friday, and it's like we could be doing a ton, but no one's here. Um, so I, I came in on Friday to do stuff with Moylan. We filmed a ton, right? We did yeah, baseball we did. reference. We did. Did we do higher or lower? We did two higher lowers. We did a bunch. And then one of the higher lowers just turned into base, the Savant sessions. Like I was showing him videos of himself and then asking about it. Which I would love to do. I did that with Hearn once on a Talking Baseball episode. So, if, yeah, if we have, like, players come in, I, and I'm free, I would do one of those. But we'll see if people enjoy it because that's a little inside baseball sometimes. Um, somebody just asked a question in the Instagram Live. What and I don't know. I, I'm curious. What happens to the weekly Boone episodes if Boone were to get fired? Oh, yeah. That's, um, I don't think they're going to fire him in season. Yeah. And the contract runs through the end of the season. Um but we don't know either. Obviously, we could go read the contract and find out. I don't know. Um, but I, th- I remember at one point we were asking, like, hey, what did it say if this happens? We were expecting, gotcha. you know, the Yankees to be good. Yeah. Uh, and and we were, like, trying to get, like, hey, we wanted to add, like, a one postseason episode into the mix. Uh, and they, did, they wouldn't do that. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he is coming to the office next week. Yeah. So, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised when people see him in person because baseball players are big. He's big. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably like six four, but you know, uh, oh, he's six four, six three, but he, but an athlete. Like, I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know if we have anyone in the office that would like be his size and frame. And when you go to winter meetings, you just look around. You're like, oh yeah, you guys are athletes. You're professional mm-hmm. athletes. Even the smaller ones are just a touch bigger than. Know, the average person and, and he's he's got a he's very likable like that's why everyone says you know managing but aside but but like outside of the clubhouse walking the hallways he's like so all our yankee fans in this office that are you know mad and frustrated or it's gonna be interesting to see no they're not they're gonna be so happy yeah it i mean i like i like aaron boone a lot i yeah. i the Yankees are a mess. So I don't know how much he plays into that or not. I don't think a lot. Yep. Same. You teased it. Uh, six two. A little time. bit. Yeah, I knew that six four was too big. Yeah. You're uh, right. You teased it a little bit at the beginning, uh, talking about some breakdown stuff, uh, specifically the Tim Anderson and maybe the Boone one as well. Those were both like kind of rush jobs, which we are getting further and further away from, where yeah. you schedule them out more. Can you walk me through, like, A, did you see the Tim Anderson live and, like, you knew, oh, this is floorball and now I'm going to have to do this in the cracks? Oh, yeah, using my frame, my term. I say that a lot and people are always like, what do you, like, Joe's would be like, what? The cracks? Uh, I always say, like, we'll get it done uh, in the cra- between the cracks of the day. And one time I said that, Joe's was like, what? I was like, in between the cracks. No, that's Joe's. Okay. I think. You think that's normal enough? Yeah, I think that's a normal saying, and Joe's doesn't get it. Um, that sucked, man. I uh, we were doing floorball, which is very tiring and long days at the warehouse. And then I come home, and I'm trying to help with the kids as much as I can. I woke up and at one a.m. to do the session with Claire, 
um, who is um, really sweet. She's like, uh, now she lets me, like, she's quiet and I can put her back to sleep and I've like figured it out, kind of conquered. She allows me to rock her and stuff. But I think even back then, two weeks ago, she wasn't. So I was doing my walking around laps around the kitchen table and I opened Instagram at one and saw that uh, the brawl happened, the fight happened. So that's when I saw it. So then I went down to the basement and started recording all the raw footage from one to three while holding Claire. And then I woke up at um, six or 5.30, probably James woke me up and I went straight to the warehouse. I think I got there at six, 7 a.m., I would guess, and started working on the edit. Our game was at 9 a.m. So I think I worked on it until 8.30. Then we had to do our game, and then I was doing working on it in the bleachers of the floorball a little bit, but it's, you know, you're pretty attentive. And then Katie was really sick, so I thought I was going to go home that day, uh, Sunday, and um, finish it Sunday night, but Katie and the kids were really sick, so I had to take over, and I didn't get to open my laptop at all. I think if I did, I would have been a dick husband and dad. So then, did I finish it Monday? I think I finished it Monday. I stayed home and helped with the kids Monday, and then I finished it Monday. So yeah, that was a rush. Like I, any moment I could have been working on anything, I was working on the Tim Anderson uh, J Ram brawl, but I, there was it was bad timing with floorball, and then with my family being sick. And at most part, people are getting more understanding and, and patient about that, especially those big ones, which take like. Mm. A long ass time. You know, I filmed a, uh, I filmed a editing out loud session. I posted on my, my personal YouTube channel, but it got claimed. I already think I already talked about this. I, I filmed another one of those, but the audio is at the warehouse. I, I slacked the warehouse. Like if anyone's there, can uh, you send me the audio? But no one has done it. I don't know if anyone's been there. I don't think anybody, maybe Mike, but. But I do want to start posting those. Like if I'm editing a breakdown, I'll just, just edit it out loud. And then post it. I was actually going to post it on this channel because it's a little behind the scenes. Yeah. People might like it. Because um, in some way, it would be nice if some people that are interested understood I, I'm not just talking over. Like it. Like I, I put a lot of time and effort, maybe too much at times, but I don't think so. So um, that was a bummer because when things happen like that, I want to get it out really fast. The problem is um, I have so much going on and... Um, I like editing them better now. So when I, in like 2019, even 2021, I would get them out really quick, but they weren't, if we go back and watch them, it's like, ah, I could have done more here. And then the ones that people love that they always talk about, uh, the pirates reds one, like that one I got out quick, but I, the Amir Garrett one, but that happened and I, I didn't have anything going on. I were, I got out of bed at uh, midnight and I worked until uh, like 7am or whatever on it. I can't do that anymore. Um, but that was a fun one. And then as soon as I hit export on it, Monday night and my, and it was exporting Boone gets ejected with Laz Diaz and goes crazy. Mm -hmm. So uh, as exporting on one computer, I turned to the other computer, started recording all the Boone stuff and then that one's a lot of lip reading. So that one almost I can't rush at all because I had um, I had majority of the lip reading done that night when I like really late, like until midnight that night I was working on the Boone one majority of it. But then 
we had to come in and we had a, a busy Tuesday where we were recording a ton of shit. And I had like a chunk where I, I couldn't figure out what they were saying. And it took me, sometimes I have to close the laptop. So edit everything else, edit the beginning, edit the end, uh, make sure all the transitions are smooth and then close the laptop, go do something, come back to it, watch it again and see if I can get it. And then I like got it um, there. Laz saying um, he was telling Boone to go draw a line. And I kept trying to see if he was saying like, draw a line or, or, you know, go make a mark or whatever. But he was saying, play your game. Mm-hmm. And it took a little bit. I think Dalton actually helped me like lock that down. He was saying, play your, that took me a while to figure out. So, but I got that out pretty quick too. And it's, it's so funny when I, I got that one out and I was like, how long was that? Cause that's what happens. I, I edit them and then I record them and then it's over. And then I do the post edit and then I go, how long was that? And sometimes like last year, the angels and Mariners was 16 minutes mm-hmm. or um, Domingo Herman's perfect game was like 10 minutes. And I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the J Ram fight. I think that was five minutes. I don't know. The Boone Laz one was, I think maybe under four minutes. And it's just like, oh shit, like that's so I understand that's so long uh for four minutes, but it's actually great. They're better shorter. But what you're probably asking about is uh or interested in is the the J Ram. I'll ask the questions. Oh, Maddie's here. asking the questions. I stepped on his job. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You, you're, I mean, you're all over it, but the JRAM Tim Anderson goes and gets age-restricted on YouTube. And then we asked for a review, confirmed by review that this should be 18 plus. That means more than just we're only going to show this to 18 plus people. It means we're no longer going to pump this into uh, into recommended and et cetera. It, kill, it kills the video. Yeah. The only way that the only way people will see it is if they go to my channel and search to find it so age restricted when youtube does that you'll see a lot of creators like there's podcasts i know that would just take it down yeah and put it back up maybe we should have done that Mm. um because i think it was the thumbnail or the title that did it but yeah you can look at the chart and um the view chart and it just it just it got to three hundred thousand, and then it got age restricted and then it just stayed it just absolutely kills the video. So yeah, maybe in the future we we take it down and put it back up. Or if I wasn't in such a rush to get that out, we would have uploaded it to YouTube and let the let yes. the detection sit for like five hours and yes. see if it got detected and if we need to change anything. But because we rushed to get it out, the the biggest issue there and and it did well on all the other platforms. I think it did incredibly well on Twitter. I think it did really well on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. I got to check. But it, it's not going to do that good on YouTube when it, it should be the biggest one of the year. And yep. it's just not going to do... Like, it should be easy a million. Oh, yeah. Like, the Boone one afterwards got... Is that 730,000? That'll probably get to a million by the end of the year. Uh, and this one is just going to be stuck in the 300s because it's age-restricted. So it just absolutely kills it. And I gave it to a sponsor. 
that um, the deal, the way we set up the deal is like if we hit this many views, we untap the entire spent. Um, it's like bonus spent. structure. Yeah, well, it's per view. Spent yes. is not an upfront. Yeah. It's like, so we try to give them ones that we know are going to hit. Uh, the last time we did that, I gave them Amir Garrett throwing up because I knew that was going to be a million million views. Um, so I think we have to do like another video for them, like a make good or, or actually I think we did well enough all other platforms to get Yeah, there. we did. Um, yep. but it's just such a bummer cause it's like, this is a guaranteed million views. Let's give it to the sponsor that we really want to take care of right now. And then age restricted and then fuck. I think we should, I think in the future we should take, take it down and down. upload. Okay. We can do it. Um, I think, I think majority of people won't know, but there will be enough in the comments that we'll just understand or we, I, just, or we just pin it. And I think that the big thing is getting it past the YouTube auto detection. Cause once YouTube auto detects it, I feel like it's a, uh, like when you challenge a call in football, it's like, well, you have to have yeah. enough to overturn this where the human that goes and double checks it. If they see anything at all, it's just like, oh yeah, we were right. Yeah. Like at one point they were auto detecting, auto detecting like hockey brawls or hockey fights. And we reached out to our rep at YouTube and we're like, this is sanctioned. Yeah, this is it's allowed. Yeah. Well, how can how can you know it's not age restricted on TV. cable TV? And they were like, That's a really good point. Maybe we should slide hockey into our MMA situation. I don't know if they did, but he was like, Oh, good. But yeah, it's a bummer. But doesn't the same logic apply to like this? They didn't shut the TV. Like they didn't just oh, go to black. Like this was on primetime TV. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I doubt that if you're sitting there with your eight-year-old, you're not going to say, oh, look away. Yeah. It's fine. The other thing is, the I talked about this on the Things You Missed. That segment is doing awesome. Mm. It does well. It, you know, it gets over 100K on YouTube, which is good, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, it's not comparing to the breakdowns, but that's not our expectation. But it's also, we built it so we knew we would get some social posts out of it. And obviously, the No Arm Swimmer is doing amazing. But all, a lot of the clips do really well on social. So, like, the concept of that show, which I had for about a year, and I was, like, too scared to do it. And then finally, I was like, I'm just fucking doing this. Yep. And Rob's been helping. Is, uh, and Dalt helps. Is That's been really good, too. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, next up, we're speaking of big view things. I just wanted to call out that the Boone episodes... Mm. the last two have been the top two podcast listens of the year i believe most views across youtube and podcasts they beat our episode of morning pretty sure they no both way lucas said and we can call him in to confirm but they both passed 90k in less than a week caleb morgan's here he says don't know if you remember me from the Paris, periscope twitter days absolutely do back in 2017 2018 because caleb morgan's a great name yeah, What's it up, is. Caleb? Hope you're doing well. You want to call Diversa in? Sure. Diversa does all the stats. I, I heard him chirping and talking about, he was very excited about certain uh, numbers. The, the, the first Boone app that did really well was like our contentious episode of like we were, we were being hostile uh, and he was giving it to us and I was giving it back. And that the clips... Uh, Max and Andrew shout out to Max and Andrew for clipping that show the first Boone episode it did so well I got posted the reddit which helps we have a question for you um, what were the stats on the most the latest um, talking Yanks is it did it beat the morning episode for most 
So we had two talking baseball episodes beat the morning episode because we had two hundred K ones for the trade deadline, but then the last two Boone episodes also beat that morning episode because they did were they beat talking baseball? No, they were both in the nineties while the two talking baseballs were in hundreds. But the Boone is not done yet. So one of the trade deadline hundred Ks is at thirty days. The rest of them haven't hit thirty days yet. Great week yeah. for podcasts, huh? Yeah, or July two weeks. Was awesome. Baseball today also had its highest episode ever, so a lot of big ones. Nice. All right. Thanks. Morning got beat, so we got to... Yeah, we'll step that up. We got to figure out a way to... Respond to more controversial Reddit threads. Yeah, yeah, we need more Reddit threads. And that's how the Boone episode got uh, big, is one of the Reddit uh, Reddit threads picked it up. And then um, the next Boone episode was the last Diaz ejection and I put it at the end of the breakdown where we, Jake and I recreated it so that you can see the the spike of people that came after that which was cool nice but yeah it, it's good all our a lot of the contents growing and doing well um, there's other like things like YouTube uh, programmatic CPN CPMs are down um, Across the board, YouTube got in a lot of trouble. I don't know. I haven't read into the update on that. They got into a lot of trouble for CPM. No, not CPM. Like mismanagement of um, advertiser dollars. Yeah, they were. I think. I think it was. Don't quote me. I think what YouTube was doing, or what they uh, are alleged to be doing, was a brand would give them X amount of money for X amount of views, and they were supposed to be native YouTube views. Like I'm on youtube.com watching a video and this comes up with a skip ad or whatever, but they were doing like half there. And then half would be if I'm now on baseballreference.com and there's a video player that isn't a YouTube video player. And then there's an ad that pops up there and they were doing half and half, which aren't the same weight. Um, did that ever get an update? Because that's huge, huge news in the industry. Yeah, so this, the first link that I clicked on said, ads were running on low-quality sites. Uh, ads were found on websites spreading misinformation, hosting pirated content, or other low-quality sites. This contradicts Google's pledge. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal reported that 80% of YouTube ads violated terms of service, potentially costing Google billions in refunds. Um, overcharging advertisers because they're like mis- they're putting the ads not where they thought. Google I, Google released a statement refuting the claims. Uh, Google said the report that stated we used unreliable sampling or the report used unreliable sampling and proxy methodologies. And they were extremely inaccurate. Oh, okay. So I wonder where that's going to go. Uh, Google Video Partners, is, which is where all these site, other sites come into play, is a small separate network used to help advertisers reach additional audiences and increase campaign reach up to 20%. Take it, with that what you will. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where, where that's going to go. It was pretty wild news when it happened. If there was fallout from it, we were trying to figure out if that helps us or hurts us. Hurts us programmatically. Yeah. If, if that was true. Um, but it might help us because advertisers might start going straight, direct, direct to um, creators and companies where they know. Like, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. It might just net net at the end of it. Yeah. I don't know. But that was interesting. Um, the last thing on the morning topics text, you put a check. I don't know if you still want to talk about that. What's that? Uh, pen. Oh, the Barstool pen stuff. That's crazy. Um, it's pretty cool for Barstool in a way. I mean, Very. Penn bought Barstool for whatever, 500, 600, 600 million, yeah. and now just basically returned it to Dave for free, $1, with some stipulation. So, like, they ate $600 million to do a 10-year, um, $1.2 billion deal with ESPN. So, like, the Barstool Sportsbook's going to change the ESPN bets. Yeah. And the conditions are that Barstool can't, sign advertising deals with other gambling um, sports books for 60 days, which isn't that crazy anyway. Oh, it's only 60. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And then that um, if they ever sell Barstool again, Penn gets 50%. Yeah. Which Dave said he's never going to sell it again. So, I mean, he just got his company back and made the millions and then now owns it entirely. Kind yeah, of incredible. Crazy. Um they had a video of him telling the company and it was, they were all very happy because the regulations and the change and all that is. And then the next day he filmed them all showing up late to work and that got on news. But, uh, that's funny. It's wild to watch. They're, they're really like a flagship for this whole industry of just the structure of, of, of value and not value. So in, in one way it, it's awesome for Dave in another way, I don't know. It, it's Penn basically saying, it's cutting ties. So like in baseball terms, it's when the Yankees told A-Rod, like, take your 50 million and go be a free agent. Mm. We'd rather not Deal with pay that. you to be on our roster. Yeah. So it's awesome if you believe in yourself and your company and, and, and you believe in your abilities as a player to be like, all right, well, I'm going to go get my money. But I, I think I can, you know, I, I can play and go get another contract and be free. And then, but as the industry is like, well, how much are um, sports books going to go with creator companies and the creator environment when the arms race for picking up uh, the arms race for just acquiring is kind of slowed in a way. Yeah. But but then there's always going to be benefits of of like uh much like uh, Barstool, like we have ROI. Like we don't have, we don't sell on like fake views. We don't sell on nonsense. We, I, I don't like including that. I want any advertiser to that spends with us to know that like our audience is real. We don't pay bots to like you know spend to redistribute a ton. Some companies do that, man. When we did mm. CEO searches, and like. We searched for like oh, maybe 50 different people. There were some very successful in their industry, but like their strategy was get a piece of content and then you put it on Facebook and then you pay Facebook X to redistribute uh. it to get X amount of more views and you charge the advertiser for like all those views. And I'm like, but that's not your audience. That's just like, an algorithm like you're not actually building audience there you're just playing a game i don't know but it, uh, there's a lot shoot. of companies that do that yeah and it's very successful and it's like all right maybe we can start doing that slightly if it helps but i don't want to i want to focus on real people watching that are clicking because they're going 
out of their way to find us and click it or they're compelled by whatever it is or they heard about us. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that is not that. So I think we'll always be good because our audience and our, our community is very real. Um, and, and so is Barstool's. So I think they'll be fine and we'll be fine. But there are companies that probably got scooped up that don't have the ROI because of that. Yeah, that's fair. I never even thought of that, but it's, I guess it's something that is weird to me because I never thought about it, but it's something that people are putting on their resume is like, I do this well. It's like, oh. oh yeah. There was one CEO we talked to. They did it very well. Yeah. And it's not a knock. It's just, that's not how I, that's not how I want to no, no. grow it. But yeah, there's, it's a big business. Yeah. But in the end, that's advertisers aren't going to get an ROI because they, they don't know the creator. You're just spreading it, you know? Yeah. Do you think that the, the pen deal changes anything for us directly? Mm. Well, we'll be competing with Barstool for a dra- uh, sports book mm. in 60 days when they're open again Yeah, for spending. So, Fair. um, yeah, like in the, yeah, there, there, there's always waves across it, but I don't know. I can't, you can't really focus on that. And again, like rising tide lifts all ships is the way you have to look at this whole industry and all of that. So yeah. Any company that's doing it real and has real audience is great. There's that other company that IRL platform in real life. That was like, that was a scam. They, they claim to have all these users, they got a hundred million in funding and it was just like not real. Like, mm. That hurts us. And the company's doing what I'm saying. Yeah which are, are getting advertisers to spend big money on n- no actual audience paid for, like they're paying for views and then charging for those views and coming out a little ahead. That doesn't really help because people are going to mistrust the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I also, like their content probably doesn't change that much. I feel like they weren't that mm. controlled. They they were. And they, you and, think so? Yeah. They had, they, there was... Things you can't say um, that, like even talking about gambling, they couldn't use phrases. Mm. They always refer to themselves as degenerates and stuff. And like, you can't use that word. There's just uh, so many no's. Like the regulations were crazy. Yeah. So the content itself, I don't think is going to change drastically, but I'm sure them sitting there today is like a little off bit of relief. And Yeah. No one's like watching over. Yeah. In a way, which is what made them so great. So successful is like the freedom they allowed. Yeah. Um, moving on to other people that do things the right way. The Savannah bananas do things the right way. And they were awesome when they came to the warehouse and the crew that they brought were some of the most fun people that I think have been in the warehouse. So I'm excited for that content to come out. Um, I believe at the end of this month, a little bit into September, can you walk me through uh, last Thursday just from your point of view? Yeah, it was one of our smoothest days in the warehouse ever. Mm-hmm. I reached out to Jesse Cole, the founder of Savannah Bananas, um, a while ago. I called him, I remember, because I wanted um, to have a Savannah Banana player on each Blitzball battle team, which we're not doing anymore. We're not going to have themed thirds. That was an idea I had for a while. And he was like, well, we're on tour. I couldn't do it for like, you know, four day shoot. 
but when our tour goes through New York, we can send some guys to the warehouse and film. And I was like, absolutely awesome. So it was really cool that they sent five players. We filmed three different videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrapped at like two, two thirty because yeah. we're now doing power lunches. That uh, was that was crazy. I mean, they showed up at ten. You do the hellos, whatever lunch and three videos all within four hours and longish videos. But we were yeah. just so structured, and we actually weren't that structured. We knew we were doing three videos, but we didn't know what they were. Me and Jack and Jake and Nikki Zoe crafted them specifically like narrowed them down like right before they walked in and then said, all right, this is what we're doing. Uh, but we're doing power lunches now at the warehouse. Were you there the last time we did it? One I, of the floorball trainings? You had to be. Yeah, I, I don't, I've never heard the phrase power lunch, but. 30 minutes and then let's do the last video of the day because it, there's a window at the warehouse where mm. if you take lunch for like an hour, Sleep. you're never gonna, you're gonna get sleepy and you're never gonna get back to schedule and then you find yourself there and you're leaving at four and you're in terrible traffic. But it was all, I mean, some of the, we wanted to do a catch. I was going to update the Slack. We want to do like a best defensive plays in the warehouse video at the end of the year and include training sessions and all sports. There's maybe two entries from these Savannah Banana videos that will be in the catch of defensive play of the year. Yeah, for sure. It was awesome. Crazy. It's, it's very cool to play with uh, people that know content um, and understand it. Like the floorball crew that we just had was a lot of hockey content creators. And I I said it at the end when we wrapped, I said, this was the most attentive and understanding crew we've ever had that came in, understood what we're doing, understood the tone, uh, listened to direction, um, you know, and no knock on the MLC when we have the cricket players, they're not creators. It's not their space. They're, they're usually just going and worrying about their game and their play and not like the whole TV show of it. Yeah, um, we've also gotten so much better at orientation and day ones of of really um, letting the new people know like this is what we're doing, this is what we need, this is the organization. Like it, it was the most fluid tournament we've ever run. The floorball one, definitely. Yeah, all tech wise as well. Yep, we have a meeting today about Blitzball Blitz, which Tom Ace just asked about. He said any update about Big September tournament? Um, JomCon. We're not doing JomCon, but we're doing, and I guess I don't know if I've said this in a while because we need it to happen and like actually come to fruition. And there's elements of it that it might be canned tomorrow when we go. Yeah. I'd be like, nope, this is not possible. But I'll share with you guys the thought process. The process is um, a live league, uh, five teams, round robin, but three Thursdays in a row a two-hour live stream with four games in each stream or three or four games in each stream uh, with Paxson doing reporting in the middle and apps and pregame, postgame, but live at three Thursdays in a row. And then the playoffs for that league take place at Billy's Bar in the Bronx by Yankee Stadium. And we play there and we sell tickets and it's a Sunday in the Bronx and we have fans there. So hopefully... We're going to Billy's tomorrow to scout it out, to talk to the owner, to see if like our vision and his understanding of it aligns because he doesn't might might not know exactly what we're trying to do. Um, but that's the the plan. And if we get a go tomorrow, then I'll I'll share with everyone because we need to get going on marketing and selling tickets and pricing and it's a it's a big big venture. Like Mike DeLeon just tech texted me after our first meeting and he was like. Can actually pull up the 
message and then we do have to wrap soon here. yeah because we had like a first just like the four of us meeting and uh today at 11 i'm sharing it with the whole team and uh signing roles and all that um but it's a big well, i don't know i guess on my laptop i don't have his number saved mm. um I don't know. I mean, we're going to be talking about Blitz a good amount over the next few weeks on yeah, this show. Yeah, so that's all. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, basically, it's a big endeavor. We've been practicing for a while to do things live. I think other companies would try to hire a freelance crew to run this. It's not how I like doing it. I like us learning and growing and and um, doing it ourselves and then being like extra proud of it. But yeah. it is a big endeavor that mm-hmm. we're trying to pull off. Live sure. is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it would be September 7th, 14th, 21st. Our live streams on the Warehouse Games channel. Yes. Yeah. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then championship game would be Sunday, October 1st. Yep. So you guys know that now. Might change. The whole thing might get can't. Yep. Owner of Billy's might say, what? I didn't know you were going to do all that. And then can it. But that's the plan. All right, I got to run because I'm going to do talking baseball. And then we have big meeting. You have a meeting at 10. And then we're doing a giant JJTV binge at 11. And then I might have another meeting after that. I do. I have a 2 p.m. meeting and then a 3 p.m. meeting and then a 1030 at night record. Gross. Appreciate you guys. Leave a comment if you want uh, answer questions next episode uh suggest guests i guess we might have some guests on in the future again as we kind of get back to routine here and uh subscribe to the youtube channel that helps a ton and appreciate you guys and goodbye